Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Oh, hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. Former Nation's Capital, it is Wednesday, June 15, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 514 of the Biden-Harris administration, 142 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and our Patreon is BobSeskaShow.com. All right, just to give you a preview of where I am with the 1-6 committee and accountability for Trump, I'm totally with Allison Gill, AG from Mueller, she wrote, the Daily Beans and the MSW Network, and even though she's in D.C. for the hearings and completely slammed with everything that goes into being on the vanguard of this story, Allison was kind enough to make the time to chat with me about the hearings so far today. So yeah, we have one of the most renowned experts on the insurrection and the coup against the 2020 election, plus the investigations to look into all of it. Links in the description to follow AG on social media, etc., etc. Meantime, if you like what you hear, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at bobseskashow.com. There's nothing more stressful than living with out-of-control credit card debt. I know, I've been there myself. And what makes it worse is you might be paying the top allowable interest rate on that debt. So why not refinance your credit cards into a super low interest rate and save a ton of money every month? Here's exactly how to do it. With Lightstream, you can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR. That's with auto pay and excellent credit. That's way lower than most credit cards and lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are absolutely no fees. And just for my listeners, you can apply now and get your special interest rate discount to save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. Got a link in the description for you under this episode at bobseska.com. Subject to credit approval rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash seska for more information delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery starring academy award winner russell crowe now available on digital crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall 
Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, here's me talking 1-6 committee with Allison Gill. Bob Seska. Uh, it seems as if the committee is completely exceeding all expectations. I assume you, you feel the same way. Yeah, uh, 100%. They're, they're blowing me away, especially with these little tweet digs that Liz Cheney is putting out um, with, you know, these teasers for upcoming hearings. Oh, yeah. Um, 100 plus thousand likes. What? What congressional tweet gets six-figure likes, you know? I know. Oh, my God. You know what? I follow the uh, Democratic Party Twitter account, and they never get that kind of attention. And so this is all super encouraging. We're talking about there two videos uh, yesterday and today that were released by the 1-6 committee. They dropped a video yesterday with Liz Cheney discussing how Trump's efforts to pressure Mike Pence into not counting the electoral votes was a violation of, what is it, two federal criminal statutes? Yeah, you got it. Um, 18 U.S. Code 371, which wow. is... Um, conspiracy to defraud the United States and 18 title 18 us code 1512 C two, which we've been talking about forever, which is obstructing an official proceeding chapter and verse. Yeah. Right. And plus she showed a clip from former white house lawyer, Eric Hirschman, in which he describes warning John Eastman about the ramifications of the plot that he was part of yet another thing for the grand jury and the U.S. attorney in D.C., Matthew Graves, right? I mean, I, I hope they're taking a hard look at that one. I'm sure they are, and I, th- I, I have faith that they are because Matthew Graves has to have a lot of chutzpah mm-hmm. to bring seditious conspiracy charges, which are so, so hard to prove. And they've the DOJ's lost major cases on, on, on seditious conspiracy twice since 1980s right i mean they don't have a good track record with it so he's he seems to me like you know what glenn kirshner refers to as you know uh someone who's not afraid to make those first charges or those hard cases i'm extremely confident I, i know you are to a degree allison about uh, DOJ digging into this stuff. And I think they already are. And the indication I have for that is, uh, and I want to come back to these videos, but the indication I have is, and I'm sure you've got more, this Peter Navarro subpoena that occurred a couple of weeks ago. He was subpoenaed by a grand jury for communications that he had with Donald Trump. This mm-hmm. is completely separate from the contempt indictment, right? 
Yeah, it seems so. It seems like in that particular subpoena, he was not the target. Yeah. You don't generally subpoena targets for misdemeanor contempt. That seemed to be like uh, Trump, who was the only other person named in that subpoena, was the target. Yeah. Uh, and and they were trying to get information from, from Navarro on that. Of course, Navarro misread it and is representing himself pro se and doesn't understand that. And so filed a lawsuit and freaked out and... <laughs> Um, came into the Justice Department to talk to them on June 2nd yeah. and clearly was going to just be a noisy idiot problem. So they indicted him the next day and said, fine. Right. <laughs> but but doesn't this indicate that a grand jury is looking into something that occurred inside the Oval Office? I mean, we're kind of at that stage now, aren't we? Yeah. And we also learned that the, that the grand jury number on that particular subpoena that you're talking about is different from any other grand jury number that we've seen. And now we know about four, at least operating grand juries just in the DC US Attorney's Office alone, but this one is new. And we know that recently, uh, several months ago, I think they brought in a guy named Wyndham mm -hmm. uh, who uh, to run this, the, the, you know, the tippy top of the coup investigation. And they yeah. <clears throat> gave him 131 new prosecutors to bolster that team. So wow. the DOJ is doing their stuff. They've been asking, uh, you know, uh, subpoenaing stuff about Trump for, for months now. Um, and so they're doing their stuff. And then, and that's sort of why I'm on like team, no referral. I don't think that the committee <laughs> needs to make a referral. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine at this point you're seeing far fewer mentions on Twitter from uh, from fellow liberals going, oh, my God, DOJ is not going to investigate Trump. You're, I'm sure you're seeing less or you have to be seeing less than that, right? No, Bob. <laughs> no? Oh, my God. I mean, this um, is a clear is indication that there's a grand jury investigating the Trump Oval Office at the very, very least. Well, Staggering. Neil Katyal put out this thing in the New York Times saying, you know, suggesting that the Department of Justice is waiting to investigate until the committee is done with their work. And I think that that's just absurd. But, yeah. you know, the, the thing with the, these rage tweeters, you know, <laughs> and, and these doom doomers yeah. is uh, is that they they consistently have to move the goalposts for mm -hmm. their theories for their rage to continue yeah. so you know and, and it's going to be it's going to continue to be this way if they indict trump they'll be like wasn't fast enough or <laughs> they'll be mad that he didn't get tackled and put in leg irons or they'll be mad that he's out on bail because he will yeah. be out on bail i hate to break sure. it to everyone but he's yeah. going to be out on bail or that his trial is going to be in a year uh, and then when his trial does happen, if he's convicted, even if he's convicted, they'll be like his sentence wasn't long enough. He should be hanged or put in front of a firing squad. Uh, are these I mean, are these genuine arguments or just are people just grousing because it's part of their social media brand or uh, I don't understand it because it's been completely contravened at this point? Well, I think it's kind of half and half. Some people started out with that rage. They found out yeah. that they got a lot of followers and sell a lot of Substack subscriptions with that rage. <laughs> and so they kind of have to keep it going, sort of like the big lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's hard to be like, oh, hey, cool. DOJ's investigating now. I don't have to, you know, rage Substack anymore. You you guys don't need to st you keep paying me $5 a month for, <laughs> for you know, my, my angry thoughts. Um, right, right. So, I, you know, I don't I don't think they're legit. I mean, you know, you and I and, and the folks that we know in this community that we've built, we talk to people like Barb McQuaid and Joyce Vance and, yeah. you know, even Ellie Honig, who's skeptical, but still like, yeah, they're they're investigating. Um, 
but you know, he, he provides a great count of like a reasonable counterpoint to some of the stuff that I say. Mm-hmm. Um, we know some of when we speak to some of the greatest legal minds uh, and, and that's the, that's the company I want to keep. It doesn't sell mm-hmm. as well, Yeah, but I, I, you know, I'm not here to, to make money. You know, when yeah. we put our, when we put our network together, Bob and invited the Stephanie Miller show over, we're like, we're not here for, we're not in this. That's the monetization is way down on the list. Mm-hmm. What we are into is the community, the education, the interest, and, and shedding light on the truth, because that is the only way to combat this kind of disinformation and the, you know, autocratic creep. That's what we're here for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pragmatism is a harder sell online. And I think we've uh, jumped in headfirst on that front, huh? It's hard to, yeah, it's hard yeah. to sell T-shirts that say, be reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can say that again. That's perfect. Although oh I'm going gonna, gonna to try now. Yeah. <laughs> You should do that. You should absolutely do that. Oh, my God. I would totally buy one. Or maybe I get one because I'm part of the team, but, you know, whatever. But let's go back back to criminal referrals versus no criminal referrals. Uh, There was a ton of garment rending uh, the other day when that NBC News piece dropped. But I got to tell you, despite the headline, it didn't seem like Benny Thompson was rejecting the idea of criminal referrals. Uh, He he was just saying, well, we're going to wait and see what we conclude, and then we'll decide whether to issue referrals at that point. So it wasn't a rejection, but that NBC News headline made it seem like it was. And that's, I think, the garment rending, as I said, is kind of a consequence of uh, too long didn't read. (laughs) That syndrome online, right? Well, yeah, and there's a split in the committee, just like there's a split in our community. Some people think that, hey, like, remember when we were talking about impeachment and some folks were like, why even bother? The Senate's never going to convict. Mm-hmm. And we were like, look, it is the duty, it is the constitutional duty to impeach this man, whether they convict him in the Senate or not. Yeah. And so that that was the argument. That's sort of the argument that, well, it is the same argument for making a criminal referral. There are people on the committee and people who are watching this who say it is the duty of the committee to make that criminal referral if they find a crime, because that's what you you have to. It's your duty, right? Yeah. And then there are uh, there's the other uh, side which says, yeah, okay, but in this case, doing that duty has no benefit and all risk. Mm-hmm. And that's my that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Not like impeachment. Mm-hmm. There was a benefit to impeachment. There, you know, the only risk to impeachment was that the Republicans were going to hate it. Ooh. Um, so that's, you know, but here that it, if we do that, it gives the Republicans not only a talking point that the DOJ has been now corrupt by this politicized, you know, uh, Witch hunt. illegitimate, uh, <laughs> illegitimate uh, yeah. Congress, Congressional Select Committee. Mm-hmm. But it also gives an argument for them in court, anyone who's indicted by the DOJ. For them to say, look, it, they, you know, this is politicized and, and it's a terrible argument. Don't get me wrong. It's a stupid argument. But why give them the argument? Now, they're going to take the argument anyway, yeah. right? Which yeah. is the other yeah. argument for, for, well, just make the criminal referral. They're going to say it's all political anyway, so who cares? But I'm like, eh, you know, I, I personally prefer that the DOJ just keep keep a nice Heisman distance between itself and this committee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point because 
ultimately, uh, there is a drive among many Democratic observers, those of us on social media, for the Democrats to go, we're going to throw you in that little jail under the Capitol building that doesn't exist. And that's what we're going to do because we're going to punish you swiftly and we need to be tough. And sometimes that can be counterproductive. That doesn't always need to happen. There are political considerations to this. And, you know, ultimately, the DOJ may not need that. I think this is one of the centerpieces of your argument, that the DOJ may not need the criminal referrals to actually pursue some of these charges. No, they don't even need the transcripts. They're they're nice. They're gravy. They'll get them in September. Mm -hmm. They don't need the DOJ doesn't need anybody. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was cool that the DOJ got to figure out was who was going to be a recalcitrant witness and who was going to be cooperative uh, yeah, without yeah. having to figure that out by subpoenaing people themselves. So that's kind of cool. They got to run through that little gamut. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the DOJ message, you know, I think the best message from the DOJ is that they don't have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. And we need to kind of keep it that way. Well, and also we're accustomed to previous Justice Departments uh, leaking all over the place. And this DOJ is a lot tighter than we've seen in the past as far as that goes, right? Yeah, and and bolder, I think. Like, as I was saying, Matthew Graves is bolder. Because, in fact, Mike Sherwin, former, you know, D.C. U.S. attorney, a Trump appointee, uh, mucked up the Oath Keepers seditious conspiracy case. He, by going on 60 Minutes and saying, we're considering conspiracy charges, seditious conspiracy charges for mm-hmm. these Oath Keepers, da-da-da. We don't want to do this this way. And and he brought that case to Merrick Garland. And Merrick Garland's like, you don't have it. You don't have it. And stop going on 60 Minutes. <laughs> right. And despite that, and the judge, Meta, was like, you got to stop, bro. You can't be talking about this stuff. And he, he, he bench slapped uh, Mike Sherwin. And then Mike Sherwin actually had to resign because he was referred to the OPA and he was going to be sanctioned by mm-hmm. the Department of Justice yep. for that behavior, for jeopardizing that Oath Keepers case. Despite that, despite all of that, and despite Sherwin trying to just destroy that case, Graves was able to come in in November, button it up and put seditious conspiracy charges on the table a month and a half later. That is miraculous that is a justice miracle uh that he was able to do that and so i i have great faith in in matthew graves i think he's got the cojones and i think he's got the expertise and he's got garland's ear he wouldn't have been able to charge seditious conspiracy without garland giving him the go-ahead and i i definitely want to come back to the proud boys here in a second but uh there's this conceptual choice and and this is part of the debate that's being had right now which is uh not indicting would create this long-term precedent for the presidency basically giving any president uh, a blank check to do this kind of thing over and over again while indicting could cause some form of backlash from the Red Hats, from Trump's loyalists, from some of these militias. And it seems like the logical step would be to indict and make sure this never happens again and let the chips fall where they may as far as backlash goes. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, when Barb McQuaid put out her, she put out a mock charging document for mm-hmm. for, for Trump and Eastman. Um, for those two charges that we went over uh, earlier when uh, when we started this discussion. And the only wild card here, she's like, look, the crimes are there. The evidence is there. A judge has said beyond a preponderance of the evidence 
that Eastman and Trump committed these two crimes. And you only need that. That's a higher standard than you need to indict. Yeah. And so, of course, you you want to when you indict, you want it to be beyond a reasonable doubt. <laughs> but that's all you need to get from a grand jury. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, so the only wild card is prosecutorial discretion. And those are the things that you just mentioned, Bob, the stuff mm-hmm. like, what about the backlash? Could there be a civil war? Will there be this? Will there be that? And that is why I love that they brought Wyndham in on this. Wyndham is known for prosecuting white supremacists, you know, people who, who an indictment will cause an uprising. Yeah. All right. Now, and of course, it's not on this scale. Nothing's ever been on this scale. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Garland personally or Graves or Wyndham saying, well, you know, people are going to be mad if we indict <laughs> Donald. <laughs> right. and, and or also something else, people are like, you're never going to get a fair jury. You're never going to get a fair jury. So don't bring the charges because it would be worse to worse to bring the charges and lose. Because mm-hmm. then Trump could walk around like, I'm acquitted again. I think it would be worse not to bring the charges. That was a horrible um, impersonation. I'm acquitted again. That's better. Um, so, they, you know, people are worried that they can't find a jury that won't have like one MAGA guy on it. Although mm-hmm. I do take them back to the Manafort jury. There was a MAGA person. There was a rural juror on the, on the Manafort jury and they wow. still convicted him. But um that would that would also send the message, wouldn't it? Yeah. That hey, as long as your crime is famous enough and big enough, and everyone's heard of it, go ahead. We can't find a fair jury, and we're not going to mm-hmm. bother. There was a great conversation on the series finale of this miniseries on stars called Gaslit. It was about Martha Mitchell and Watergate and her speaking out early and not being believed. And it turned out she was right about everything regarding Watergate. And in the last episode, there's a conversation between the two investigating uh, FBI agents about the phrase slippery slope. And the context for the conversation in the show was, well, if Richard Nixon is impeached, then that's going to create a slippery slope. It's going to damage the presidency, which is going to damage democracy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, slippery everyone slope, will be impeached. Yeah. They'll yeah. impeach everyone. Right. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> mass hysteria. Right? Exactly. And then the counter argument was, oh my God, with the overuse of slippery slope. You could say anything's a slippery slope for God's sake, preventing you from doing the right thing time and time again. And that's how yeah. the conversation concluded. But I thought it was so appropriate to this exact conversation that we're having now with regard to indict versus don't indict don't think about the goddamn slippery slope just do do the justice uh as the shakespeare phrase goes though the heavens fall go and do what you need to do right yeah the right thing can never be the wrong thing as ted lasso taught us (laughs) and 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 i know that garland is watching these january 6th hearings but Mm -hmm. i also know he probably watched ted lasso (laughs) That's right. I I would like to think Merrick Garland's a Ted Lasso fan. I, just, I believe. I'm just thinking along those he's lines. Got, he probably he's got is. The believe sign up. <laughs> right above his office. Yeah. Over equal justice for all. Believe. <laughs> God. Well, you know, the committee released uh, another video today, uh, which may even be more explosive. They connect. A guy, I think, who uh, Congressman Loudermilk met with on January 5th with a rather homicidal insurrectionist on January 6th, right? So the same guy, and this is what I'm taking away just having watched it maybe 20 minutes ago. So the same guy who was photographing stairways and security checkpoints and other things in the Cannon Building on his tour 
was the same guy with the American flag spear talking about shaving AOC's head and assassinating Pelosi? This is the, this is the same guy. That's the 1-6 committee's conclusion, right? Or am I getting it wrong? Well, I think that I think the guy with the flag spear was somebody the guy met along the way. But I mean, okay. same, you know, he was like, yeah, um, no, you've, you've got that right. And yesterday when Loudermilk put out a statement because, the you know, the Capitol Police uh, guy, Manger, came out and said, look, there, nothing seemed weird to us that day. Yeah. Right. And of course it wouldn't you unless you knew there was going to be an insurrection, people going around taking photos. I mean, I guess the only abnormal thing is that there weren't supposed to be any tours. But, you know, they they wouldn't have any reason to believe there was a reconnaissance happening, you Mm -hmm. know, at least not at that level. I I wouldn't think maybe question and find do an investigation. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I said, look, and, and Loudermilk was like, see, I, I was not even in the Capitol building. Hmm. I, I I was in the Longhorn Rayburn Cannon buildings, right? Yeah. And, and I pointed out on Twitter, um, and by the way, my tweets are free and my podcast is free. You don't have to subscribe. <laughs> right, right. I put out on Twitter, um, hey, uh, Barry, Barry Loudermilk, which by the way, sounds like what... <laughs> what Ron Burgundy would name his right testicle. <laughs> it's, it sounds like my radio name in like 1982. Yeah. Very louder. His left Loudermilk. testicle I've already decided is Kenneth cheese, bro. <laughs> so very, very louder. Milk was like, look, I wasn't even in the Capitol. Ha ha. I've been vindicated. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, maybe you've heard of this document called 1776 returns. It was found on Enrique Tarrio's person. It's confiscated. It's been now published on the court docket mm-hmm. in the proud boys case. And it was the plan to occupy six, no more than that federal government buildings. And guess what buildings are on the list? Cannon, Rayburn, Longhouse. They're all on there. Yep. And they, those were targeted buildings. And it says right there in writing that part of the plan on January 5th is to meet with representatives, make meetings and get tours and do reconnaissance. It's all in this plan. Mm-hmm. And so now Loudermilk might not have known, right? Yeah. He might have just been giving a tour after tours were closed, even though Congress people don't give tours and only staffers give tours. And he, okay. he had, See? <laughs> yeah. So it's really, really difficult. And plus he's changed his story. May of 2021, it was, I gave no tours. Then May of this year, it was like, all right, I gave a tour to a family with kids. No hats. Now a month, the day later, it was, all right. So it was a family and their guests. And now we see the video and it's a bunch of old people with Hitler haircuts (laughs) and red hats. There's no kids. This isn't <laughs> right. a family. And then it's like no one that went to the Capitol that day. And then it was somebody who went to the, well, no one who was inside the Capitol that day. And it'll just keep moving it. Like, buddy, you don't lie about stuff like this if you aren't guilty. So here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska show without all these commercial interruptions. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com, scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of this podcast, and sign up for just $15 per month. You know, you might be thinking, oh my God, $15 a month, that's a lot of money, Bob. Well, in exchange for your generous support, 
Here's what you're going to get. We're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows, plus the shadow docket included as part of the Tuesday and Thursday shows. In other words, one mega show on Tuesdays and Thursdays with the free portion and the shadow docket combined, plus a commercial-free Wednesday show, too. But wait, there's more things. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly included in that level of support, all for just $15 per month. Again, the Patreon is Bob Seska Show. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. You know, it's been years since I've been up on the hill. There are tunnels leading from all of these congressional office buildings uh, right into the Capitol building. So you can actually, there's a little tram that runs through the tunnels. And is there one that also connects the Cannon building to the Capitol building proper? Yep, and, and that those tunnels, they were being, those that, that uh, family was taking photos of those tunnels and yeah. photos of where congressional uh, people's uh, congressional members offices were. Some yeah. of them were tasked in the 1776 returns to find out where those offices were. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And we know that the 1776 returns plan was still in effect because we have the text messages from Tario, I'm trying to get this all in my head because I'm doing this off the top of my head, mm-hmm. in, a, in a court filing in the superseding indictments for seditious conspiracy for the Proud Boys, communication between Tario and person one, person one we now know to be Bertino, who is cooperating with both the committee and the Department of Justice, probably, I'm guessing, on the Department <laughs> of Justice part. Yeah. But they said to each other, hey, Winter Palace plan, let's do this, 1776 returns. They referenced that document on January 6th, indicating mm-hmm. that they believed that that plan was still in play. So it wasn't like a plan that had been ditched or not talked about because a lot of people think, well, they did not occupy those other six buildings. They occupied the Capitol. But that's that was the plan yeah. up to on the day. Right. And it seems perfectly in keeping with any conspiracy to uh, occupy the Capitol that you would also want to infiltrate via those tunnels. Let's say security had blocked the entrance to the main uh, portions of the Capitol building proper. So you outflank that security by going into uh, one of the other office buildings and just taking the tunnel into the Capitol (laughs) building and and going in that way. Or you go with all of the above. It seems like a sound strategy if you're a crackpot insurrectionist and you want to get into the Capitol building to also, you know, do some recon with the tunnels and find out what kind of security are in those buildings. Everything that we saw in the surveillance video with Louder Milk and his 
weirdo tour group. The point, Bob, for the to occupy the other six buildings, and it's right there in the plan, was mm-hmm. to divert police and Capitol police away from the Capitol. Yeah. That day, uh, they they talk about pipe bombs. Think mm-hmm. there were any pipe bombs nearby that oh, might have, yeah. yep. you know, uh, done that kind of a distraction. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole. The point wasn't we're gonna attack. We're gonna stop the steal by attacking the Rayburn Building. <laughs> <laughs> the point was <laughs> let's go start to fifty people apiece mm-hmm. at each of these targeted buildings, including the Rayburn, the Cannon Building, where they the, where Loudermilk gave that tour, and Congress people don't generally give tours. 50 people at each of those buildings to cause mayhem to draw the cops away from the Capitol to make it easier to get into the Capitol. Mm-hmm. That's yep. my guess. Yeah. Uh, it seems it's written there in the 17. Who wrote that plan? That's what we need to know. God, I would love to uh, be a, like a fly in the wall and observe Donald Trump's reactions as these hearings are going on. And just because I'm sadistic and I, <laughs> I want to see him getting pissed off. I want to see him just losing his mind over some of this testimony. Unfortunately, we can't do that. But what we can do is watch some of his reactions on uh, what's it called? Troth Central. Is that the name of his new website? (laughs) Uh, It's called um, Being Investigated by the Securities and Exchange Commission for the DWAC deal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what it's called. But I haven't seen any reporting on the fact that in his reaction uh whatever you call it tweet i don't know what they're called over there truths i don't know what tiny desk memos yeah. <laughs> yeah right well in his reaction he accused ivanka his own daughter of perjuring herself I ba- he basically said she lied in her testimony about bill barr and it just goes to illustrate that he'll destroy anyone who gets in his way even his own daughter this is remarkable well, the- to me the crotch fruit we're going to turn um, <laughs> because when we, you know, I've talked to Mary about this several times Yeah, in different cases, right. Going, talking about the lawsuit, the fraud lawsuit, going all the way back to the Trump organization stuff, going all the way back to the Trump Russia stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, do you think Mary that like Jarvanka who are trying to be New York Democrats <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think they'll turn? Will the kids turn? Will your cousins turn on your dad? And she's like, hell yes. In a minute, in an instant, they're young. Now she goes, don't get me wrong. They've been plotting now for a very long time to remove money from the Trump organization over to their stuff. You know, (laughs) uh, just like Donald and his siblings moved everything out of Fred's thing over to his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is just how the family operates. He's like, don't get me wrong. They're doing that already, but they'll, they'll turn on him in an instant. He, he, and he will, he, because they know he'll, he'll throw them under the bus, mm-hmm. uh, except for maybe Don. I mean, you know, that guy is so desperate <laughs> for love. You know, I was reading a book by Brian Kloss called corruptible. And mm-hmm. I learned that, that monkeys, um, especially like beta monkeys, will will always take cocaine over food <laughs> yeah, yeah sure and, and so and the alpha like the the well-adjusted alpha monkeys are usually like you know what food's probably better now i mean at a certain point they always always take cocaine <laughs> at a certain amount of cocaine but i you know i just thought it was interesting that the that the you know that the subordinate beta sad 
monkeys are the ones that always turn. Yeah. God, you know, speaking of Don Jr. and monkeys, yeah, I thought there was going to be some uh, testimony from Don Jr. featured in some of these hearings. And obviously that might still be to come, uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. Uh, Do you know, do you have any information about what we can expect to see from Don Jr. in some of these hearings? I don't know. Um, I can't imagine unless they're used unless they use it so when they use the ivanka testimony it was to show a legit point that ivanka believed bill barr right. and not her father but when they used the jared kushner it was to make jared look like a arrogant <laughs> you know just oh they the lawyers are whining we're gonna resign we're gonna resign. i was too busy getting corrupt pardons for my friends and here he is whining. And I honestly think that that particular clip was played to bait Pat Cipollone into agreeing to help the committee more because uh, Jared was calling him a whiner. Yeah. But that would be how I would expect a Don Jr. tape to be used right. against Don Jr. Not to help <laughs> to mm-hmm. help anything else, but to either bait another witness or to twist to you know show some sort of a uh, break in the ranks, you know, yeah. some maybe, uh, you know, some something like that. Palace, uh, palace I, intrigue, yeah, right. Palace intrigue. Backs, I imagine that's how, it, that's how it would be used, not to get any actual facts across. Exactly. And uh, along those lines, speaking of the Trumps, it also looks like the Save America PAC scam is going to be added to the list of active investigations now. Uh, Letitia James in New York is taking a hard look at these latest allegations that something we, we were all kind of aware of, but is finally uh, kicking into high gear with this scam, with this Donald Trump ripping off his own supporters like the crappiest faith healer in the world going, you know, uh, town to town and like Dust Bowl America, ripping off people and taking them for all their life savings and everything like that. Steve Martin in my head right now. Yes, exactly. What was the God? What was the name of that movie? Uh, Liam Neeson was in it. Deborah Winger was in it. It was a great movie. Leap of Faith? Yeah, Leap of Faith. That's it. It's a, a wonderful movie about a, a scam <laughs> artist, a flim-flam artist, played by mm-hmm. Steve Martin. Yeah, but this is kind of what Donald Trump is doing. I mean, he collected uh, how many millions of... $250 million, and then after uh, a week or so, moved that money into the newly formed Save America pack. Am I getting that right? Yeah, you got it. And what's interesting, too, about this to me... Well, first of all, we know the Department of Justice... Matthew Graves has been uh, um, investigating Sidney Powell's pack, right? Bending the Republic uh, since September for a long time now. Another fundraising off the big lie. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this to me, Bob, is that you know a lot of a lot of folks are like, well, this seems like a, a crime, defrauding donors. You're telling them that the election was stolen. You're raising money off of a lie, right? But it's not only just that, that because then you kind of have to prove that Trump knows that it's a big lie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you tell donors that it's going to an election defense fund and then that money is spent on something else, mm-hmm. that is the, that's the fraud. It, the big lie doesn't even kind of matter at that point. Do you know what I mean? It, it's like the, we build the wall thing. Like it doesn't matter if you, what you told or if you, you knowingly defrauded, which they found out that they found that they actually did, but defrauded your donors by saying you were going to build a wall because you spent that stuff on your friend Guo Wang Wei's yacht, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
and we now know that, that that much of that money that went into that pack, which I call a slush fund, let's be honest, mm-hmm. went to a million dollars, went to Meadows, uh, a Meadows um, charity, charity, um, <laughs> five million went to Manafort's company. Yeah. was paid to organize the rally. The, he he kept a bunch. There was a lot of stuff that went on in his hotel. He enriched himself. That's illegal. And and yep. I, Tish James can't really bring indictments. So I'm hoping that it's being investigated uh, in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for crimes and or the Department of Justice. Well, last week, Benny Thompson, after I think it was after Thursday night's hearings, uh, told Jake Tapper that the committee had found evidence of linkage between the Proud Boys and Trump. Do you know anything else about that? No, um, but I find it fascinating because yeah. you know we know that uh, you know talking to barb and some of these lawyers that i was mentioning that we we're lucky to know uh you don't actually have to have an, an explicit meeting between the proud boys the oath keepers and donald to say yeah let's do the violence mm-hmm. you just have to have two or more people with the same goal obstructing the count yeah and how ha- and and a one overt act we have that Mm-hmm. Uh, that's enough for the conspiracy to defraud the United States, <clears throat> perhaps conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, which is different than obstructing an official proceeding because conspiracy to obstruct the official proceeding is three years where obstructing the official proceeding is 20 max. Now, wow. well, you know, so, well, you know, we have to kind of think about how those things sort of fit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't necessarily have to have that meeting, but if you had it, because, because, what the committee is doing is the committee is the court getting this out to the court of public. What do the Americans think? And Americans aren't going to, they're not going to be, you know, uh, surprised or shocked or interested to know that, you know, you didn't have to really have an explicit agreement. It can be tacit. You can just do the overt acts. They're not, that's going <laughs> to, that's not the, the way that uh, most people think, including myself, before I got into the weeds of this stuff, they want that link. Yeah, it's not necessary for the crime, but it's necessary, I think, for the American people to go. Uh, And one of the things I observed from Thursday night is uh, obviously Officer Edwards testimony. And uh, I I can't can't help but to go back to this is can you imagine her inbox (laughs) on a day to day basis? The freaks and horrifying weirdos and just the scum of the earth, the dreck just filling her uh, email inbox with the worst kind of crap you've ever seen in your life. I, I It's just a, a, amazing from that perspective alone, uh, some of these people who have decided to step up and speak out. Again, I go back to, you know, the Watergate era and and Martha Mitchell uh, stepping up and not really yeah. being fully so appreciated for that. We can go back that. to... We can go back to Trump, Russia, Andy mm-hmm. McKay, Pete Strzok, yeah. um, Lisa Page. I mean, you know, anybody who got singled out by MAGA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the uh, of course, the Twitter account is Muller. She wrote it's the Daily Beans podcast uh, on the MSW network as well. All of the above. I got links in the description for everything. Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you're really slammed and, and busy as hell these days for, for really good reason. But uh, keep up the great work. And it was great talking to you again. 
Yeah, thanks, Bob. I look forward to talking to you. I think I, I think I have a ticket to the hearing tomorrow, so we should chat after. Oh, absolutely. Sounds great. Well, good luck. Enjoy. Thanks. Thanks so much for what you do. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 